Welcome to We Chat Divorce, hosted by Karen Chalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help you achieve your best life post-divorce. This episode of We Chat Divorce is brought to you by My Divorce Solution, offering divorce financial planning so clients can secure the divorce settlement they deserve. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to request access. Welcome to WeChat Divorce. Catherine and I are so happy today to welcome Natalie Miglarini, founder, author, and social media maven. Today, we're going to discuss taking risk in the workplace and starting a new career while divorcing. But first, let me take just a couple minutes to introduce Natalie. Natalie's a founder and author, and like I said, a social media maven, a creator cocktailian. I love that photographer and influencer. She's a jack of all trades when it comes to the world of creative cocktails. She has a particular aptitude for discovering unique and inventive approaches to conceiving exceptional concoctions and occasions. She began her journey as a home bartender, yet has advanced over the years and developed additional specializations, including cocktail styling, journalism, social media consultation, event bartending, and so much more. So today, and before we get onto our topic of taking risk in the workplace, Natalie, tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, um, so I started Beautiful Booze in 2013, really around August 2013, and then I kind of went through a life crisis, a divorce, getting laid off from my job and just trying to start over. And a couple of months before that happened, I had created Beautiful Booze just as a blog to really share recipes with friends of like signature cocktails that I had made for like girls nights or dinner parties with a lot of trauma in my life and losing my job. I was essentially in a place after working a pretty stable government job for like eight years that I wanted to take some type of break, um, some type of creative break, some type of just self-care break. And through that break, I kind of hyper-focused on trying to do something creative that my job did not allow me to do. Not that your job and your hobby needs to combine, but something that could take my mind off the crazy time. So I dove into teaching myself how to make cocktails and posting the recipes and also teaching myself how to make those cocktails look beautiful. Because a lot of times back in 2013, when I would Google cocktail recipes, they were great, but the photos of the cocktails were very, very sad. And I was inspired and actually challenged myself to try to make these cocktails look beautiful and give them the respect that they deserved. <laughs> so I just kind of hyper-focused on just using my time of trauma and putting energy towards being creative to try to bring myself out of that. 
And through that, I found that because I felt like my life was at, I had hit rock bottom for various reasons, that I was up to take a little bit more risk. And so I just tried to teach myself everything I could about social media and photography and cocktails. And I just started posting and I really didn't realize within six to 12 months, I was getting a big response on social media and really found a niche that people were interested in and developed a little community. And obviously since then I've been on a reality show. I've also written a book. So that small little thing I did transpired into really big things. I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years and it did take time to build that up that way, but just taking risk here and there. And actually the biggest challenge was putting myself out there at a time where I felt like I had no self-esteem. So just doing little things like that led to all these things that I never okay. would have thought I'm about. I'm definitely jumping in here. I'm <laughs> trying to hold myself. There's so much I want to say. Um, I, you know, I want to back up, you, you, you know, you're not giving yourself enough credit for so many things. And that's why I'm like <laughs> at the edge of my seat. Um, I had the honor of meeting you already before Karen did. So I'm, I just even have my notes out from that meeting. Uh, what had happened, I did see Natalie on her reality show. And I literally reached <laughs> out to her because I was so impressed that this woman would be on this show with professional bartenders. And they made a comment that, you know what, you're the only one that wasn't the professional bartender, but mm -hmm. you're still putting yourself in this competition and your drinks right. were like, oh my God, I only know how to make like a rum and Coke, you know, like look at these pretty drinks like I, and I love entertaining, but I was so like, just impressed by that without even knowing your story. And then fast forward a little bit, we meet. And when you're saying all this taking risks and doing these things, and you didn't realize this little thing, you're at the, you hit rock bottom, you went through a divorce when you did not expect it. And you were young and then you took something that blew up into something so big. And it just goes to, if you're listening, that divorce does not, I say this a thousand times, divorce does not define who you are, right? It's what you do with your life that's going to define who you are. And divorce can be just a part of someone's story. But in my notes here, one thing, so you took all of that and you just went out and did this yourself, right? Uh, tapping into your creativity, tapping into your self-worth tapping into yourself. And I know we talked about naysayers before and putting that all to the side and saying, I'm running with my passion. I'm believing in myself because I have that much confidence. It doesn't mean that you didn't go through the pain or anything and look where you are today. So, you know, one thing you said was when I talked to you last small ways to come out of your comfort zones. Yeah. So uh, I think for me, I was in a stable government job and I think Coming back to that, even though you feel at times you're in a stable place, like you live in a stable place, you like the comfort of that. Yes, there is something about having uh, comfort in where you live and your job. But what I recognized is that nothing, I mean, this, this, I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it, but nothing is forever like I I saw myself in a forever home, a forever relationship, a forever job. And when all of those things came crashing down and I literally had no control over the moving parts, I felt like I was drowning. And so coming out of that, 
some lessons for me were that you may have to come out of your comfort zone and you may be pushed out of that when you least expect it and you may not want that. But in certain circumstances, like when I decided to go on the reality show, I did have um, a choice there. So sometimes you can choose to come out of your comfort zone. Obviously, it's better to have that control. But always in the back of my mind, I try to remember that you can't control everything in life. And some things may happen beyond your circumstance. But being out of that comfort zone may lead to greater opportunities. It may push you beyond the strength that you thought that you had. And although you can't see it at the time, you may come out of it with greater skills and may, and better ways to adapt to certain scenarios and situations in life. So always staying in your comfort zone is great, but I don't think it leads to growing as a person or growing a career. You have, you have to, at some point for me, I've had to take risks to be able to push myself forward or I would just stay in the same place. Complacent, which, you know, it, it leads to what we do, you know, so, you know, we deal with the finances and helping people become financially clear. And some people need to decide, do I stay in my comfort zone of living here where someone's controlling me financially or do mm -hmm. I take that scary part and learn more about my financial structure of my home or my life and make that move? Because whether it's better or worse, you're going to make that move for yourself, take that risk for your own happiness. Right. right? But one thing that you also said when we spoke last was I didn't, it was the first time you really talked about your divorce. You know, you were young and you said, yeah. some things and you, you, I, I think it was a very vulnerable moment, which I always appreciate. But one of the things you said is I didn't want people to think that I was doing this and I, becoming successful because I was a victim of divorce. You didn't want it focused around that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I I mean, I've I've met people pre, pre my divorce that you can see their energy. Something is bogging them down. It's something they can't ever let go of. They're propelled back by something negative. And for me, it took me about two months to actually get out of this black hole that I was in. Once I, I, I it was literally like a, a light switch flipped. It was really just one day I came to the conclusion of, am I going to let, am I going to sit here and let someone else and their decisions and my circumstance and this situation, am I going to let this just have the power over my life or am I going to take it back? And being in that situation, I was like, I am not going to let this situation or somebody else, I guess, break me and leave me in a position that I'm never going to be able to get out of. And It's going to be this energy, this negative energy that bogs me down. And so from that, I did not want to be like, I started my, well, I started my business before, but I did this and my motivation for doing this and the risk taking that I did was all because I was in the situation. A lot of it was, but I, I had a hard time coming with to terms that <laughs> I started my business because I was in this horrific divorce. I did, you know what I mean? I didn't want that to be like, I wanted there to be a positive association and a positive reason for that, which there's a way you can say it 
in a positive way. But for me, it just brings so much negativity back, even uttering the word divorce, which is still hard for me to say after 10 years. I've done the therapy, the counseling. I, I feel like I'm in a better place, but it still is, it, it still was such a difficult time for me that I, I have, pro I still have problems coming to terms with that. And I didn't want my business, something that I felt like I did to be associated with that time. So I just kind of ignored that and proceeded to move past in a positive way. And kudos to you. I know, Karen, I'm monopolizing this conversation and I'm sorry. So just <laughs> don't be that me because there's so many little things that you're saying for me that I really admire both, not, not, not just professionally, but personally, because it is, why does it always have to be because of a divorce that you chose to do something good? Why can it be that, guess what? I'm a creative person. I never had the ability or the confidence to do this before, but that day, that two months later, whatever that was, that's the day I decided to take a risk and believe in myself, exit a comfort zone and do it. It really wasn't the divorce. It was me personally. You never got to see this part of me. I, I pretty much did the same thing myself. You know, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur at age 44. And mm -hmm. sure, did my divorce lead that lead me to that opportunity? Yeah, but it led me to that opportunity. It didn't lead me to be this, you know, person that didn't know how to do anything ever for herself. It, you know, it's not the right. reason why I did this, but because I went through that, I was able to get the confidence to go out and help so many other people. And I think that's what we need to focus on. Um, and I'll let you jump in here, Karen, because I know you're probably like, my gosh, Karen, oh, shut up. But I just love talking <laughs> to you about this no. stuff. And I love that we can provide this platform to share with other people who are feeling this or feeling like they're, you know, it's doomsday. They're never going to be anything better because they're going through something traumatic. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's losing a job or divorce or it, it could be a whole variety of things. I think, Natalie, what I'm hearing from you, and this kind of happened for me, too, is that one day you start to connect to yourself because you never did that before for whatever reason, maybe for a multitude of reasons. But when you start connecting to yourself, and sometimes it's as a response to trauma, sometimes it's as a result of a loss of a job, and sometimes it's just because you wake up and you say, I don't want to... I don't want this job anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. But you start connecting to yourself and identifying with what inspires you. And so when you're when you were going through that, was the cocktail creation something that inspired you or did you say I can like make a big career out of this? Like how how did it start? Did it start with the business or did it start with you connected with doing that? I mean, it's it started mainly as a hobby, as a creative outlet, as something that was different than my day job. And so it was really just something I was doing on the side. It was nothing that I thought I could do a career out of. Ten years ago, there wasn't that much of this going on. Now you could come in and say, oh, I see all these people on Instagram and blogs making cocktails, just like you see a lot of food people pushing out their recipes. But 10 years ago with cocktails, you didn't really see that. I saw something that I felt like was a creative outlet for me, another skill I could learn. And it started as a hobby. And then when I got a little bit of traction 
I got super focused and selfish in a way of using my time to figure out ways I could turn this into a job, just kind of making enough money to get by. And I really didn't see beyond a day at a time, essentially. Good. So just trying to make it through one day, figure it out the next day, try to connect with people. I mean, I didn't really have any uh, connections or anything through my job because I I worked in uh, public health in, in uh, higher education. So this is totally opposite from what I was doing. So it wasn't like, oh, I could take some contacts where I lost my job and got laid off. I couldn't. This was a totally different career. And I, I was in Seattle. I started small. I started going. Seattle had a big craft distillery situation. I started learning more about spirits, visiting distilleries, meeting new people. And so how I lived in Seattle the prior eight years, I had a, it's, it's crazy that you can have a totally different experience in a place meeting new people that are more supportive in a creative environment that you may not have been exposed to. So sometimes when people are like, I just want to change my location and get out of here. um, Yeah, maybe that's the problem. But also it could be like the people that you surround yourself with and, you know, going through a divorce or trying times, you, you really see people that you think you can count on leave and other people that are like strangers show up for you. So there's a lot of that kind of community building that went on for me to kind well, of you know, trans- you, we, we transition from a hobby. We connected on that too. And I wrote this down. You said you couldn't believe the intrusiveness of the friends who were just wanting to get information. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that was very impactful to me that doesn't really have anything to do with in the job front on a personal level was the fact that, yes, you want to ask people when they're going through a tough time, are you okay, et cetera, et cetera. But I found it very interesting how intrusive people were in the questions that they asked. Um, I'm very aware of that in a way. And that was something of going through a trauma situation that really stuck with me. I'm like, if you're asking a personal question and I get it, sometimes people aren't going to volunteer that information, but maybe if they wanted to know, they would tell you. And that was a big stress point of something I didn't want to talk about. I really didn't feel like sharing the ins and outs. And part of me, when I think about the psyche of that question, why, why is someone asking me that? What are they doing with the information? And is that it feels very judgmental in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, um, really insightful, actually. And it goes to why you, some friends you lose, some you gain. And that's also what's part of that transition um, that you were speaking about a little bit ago. Really amazing. You know, and I, I feel like the reason I reached out to you originally was to just give you a cheers, right? I didn't know anything about yeah. you. I had no idea you had went through a divorce, but it was really just like, you know what, this, this woman deserves like a cheers. Congratulations. Yeah. And I think if we had a little bit more of that going around just to help confidence, you know, confidence is so powerful. And, you know, we do it all the time with financial from the financial side, just helping women have financial confidence. Um, and even yeah. when get that confidence, the, what we could do in this world is incredible. Yeah. 
I mean, I felt like in some things I found out about like my relationship, I really don't think I could do this job. I was so, you know, in, in the relationship doing everything I possibly could. And uh, this happens a lot of times you find that you lose yourself and what your goals are and the other person may or may not be supportive if you want to do something creative and you you have this idea maybe that's beyond your job and for me I la- I felt like I landed in a difficult situation because from the financial aspect of it I was get so- okay somebody told me they wanted to be out of a relationship with me to be divorced then three weeks later I lost my job I literally felt like what is happening like what am I going to do because I was in a public health job I um my husband at the time is making so much more money than me like I had no idea where to go from where I was living in a comfortable lifestyle and all of a sudden I'm going through this big life event and I have no job (laughs) and so like just the ins and outs of like, can I rent an apartment? Well, no, I don't have a job. So like there was big like life events and things that were big stumbling blocks for me that would have been a lot easier, but it was just a lot of things all at one time. Mm-hmm. And That's again, I was hyper-focused. I made a decision. I needed a break. And so that's kind of what started this experience and this ex- life excursion towards something new. So what I'm hearing is your first tip is to be super focused <laughs> quite a few times. And I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I was selfish to a point where I was like, I have lost everything. Now I'm going to rebuild and I'm going to do it how I want to do it. But it did take like three or four months for me to climb out of a black hole to even feel like doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. it wasn't the like the path. Is, yeah. yeah. The first tip is to climb out of the hole. Not stay yeah. in the hole. <laughs> yeah. And give yourself time to climb out of the hole. It sounds like that sounds like that was part of the healing process as well or the recovery process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was pushed through the divorce process. (laughs) I was, I was pushed through that kicking and screaming because the change and the grad, the, the change was a very difficult for me. So I was pushed through that in a, in a, not, not a fast way, but I, I had to be pushed through that. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. I, was having a very difficult time. So yes, being able to realize that because you may not have it all under control, because as you know, beyond just trying to figure out how you may be able to just afford the basics of your life, you have to figure out all these financial, it's it's like another job to be quite honest, just the divorce process in general. Especially if you're like selling a house and going through that. I mean, I don't, I don't have any kids, but the, the, the steps every single day that you have to provide the information, all the tax, like 
just the simplistic thing is you may be filing tax as a single and then you may have not been responsible for doing tax. I don't, there's all of these things yeah. that- That's so true. That's why we have our divorce. We, we didn't have the divorce preparation platform that we've developed since you got divorced or since Karen or I got divorced. Now we have that. So just imagine you had your financial portrait that had all the considerations for every asset and every debt. So now we have that, which is the positive that came out of Karen and I's divorce. And look at what you have now too. I mean, how do people find you? I, I mean, I love you following you. I just, I, I <sighs> love your confidence. I love your story. And um, I know others will want to follow you as well. Yeah, I'm on all my platforms are beautiful booze. My book is beautiful booze, stylish cocktails to make at home. Uh, so yeah, the beautiful booze handle. I'm mainly on Instagram. That's where you'll find me the most. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for being here with yeah. us today and for sharing your story. And I know that most of our less li listeners will be going to get that book. You are you are truly an inspiration. And kudos to you for taking risks that you saw as an opportunity. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. So this concludes our episodes on taking risk and starting a new career while divorcing. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. If you're considering divorce, make sure to protect your wealth with divorce financial planning from My Divorce Solution. Our certified divorce experts will help you untangle your finances and understand your settlement options so you can negotiate your marital assets with confidence. Protect your financial estate with divorce financial planning. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to see if you qualify to work with our financial divorce experts. That's MyDivorceSolution.com for expert divorce financial planning. Thanks for joining us on another episode of We Chat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you're looking for more support for navigating divorce with confidence and clarity, head over to MyDivorceSolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and resources for your divorce. We'll see you back here for our next episode.